A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, And search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their own country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Just as Luke situates his gospel story in the midst of particular people at a particular time, Matthew begins his story at the time of King Herod, historically a very dangerous figure, and then goes on to the sighting of a new star and the story of Magi coming from the east. The sun rises in the east. So this represents the direction of new beginnings, of hope arising in the face of darkness. Isaiah proclaimed, Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. This announcement is made not in the light, but while it is still dark. The first temple has been destroyed. Jerusalem is in ruins. But Isaiah recognizes the hope of something new being born. He goes on to say, Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow. When the Magi saw that the star had stopped over the place where the child was, they were overwhelmed with joy but not Herod. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. King Herod is consumed by fear over the threat of the Messiah, a new and unknown element. 
Herod will go to any length to protect his power. In the verses that follow this episode, Herod slaughters all the male children under two years of age, which points ahead to another Herod who will put Jesus to death on the cross. Like Luke's story of the child Jesus lost in the temple, Matthew is giving us a preview of the whole gospel in this infancy narrative. Matthew's gospel is written near the end of the first century after the destruction of the second temple. With the temple destroyed, life was no longer the same for Jews, nor for this emerging Jewish-Christian community. The Magi came, bringing gifts of myrrh, gold, and frankincense, all profound references to the first temple in Jerusalem. The vessels for the temple were gold. Frankincense is the symbol of the presence of the Most High. Myrrh, an anointing oil for the Holy One in the Holy Place. Matthew was symbolically transferring the great temple to the infant Jesus, Messiah and emissary of the new inner temple. The star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Whenever we hear the word house in the New Testament, think of the word church, because the early Christians met in homes. Matthew is telling us that the outsiders, the Gentiles, have come into the church. As we heard in the reading from Ephesians, the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body. For early Jews, imagine how disruptive this is. Not only is the temple gone, but what it meant to be a Jew, a chosen people, now has no special meaning, since God includes even the non-Jews. The early Christians went from being a Jewish community to being a world community. This was no easy transition. It took many years to work through. So Matthew is giving us some very important spiritual insights on how to navigate this transition. The star is a metaphor for the spirit which guides us. When we face significant change in our lives, there is always great upheaval. At first, this might seem to be a disaster. Disaster comes from the Latin words dis and astra, meaning separated from one star. We face disaster when we are separated from our inner guiding spirit separated from our deep inner wisdom. As Herod feared the threat of Jesus, he tried to protect the seat of his power. Similarly, our fears and ignorance encourage us to hold on to what we feel is secure in the face of the new life path being offered to us. Yet in the midst of disaster, God still offers invitation and new birth we will find our way home again, but we must travel a new road. The fears we feel at our personal new birth mirror the difficulties of Jesus' arrival. 
our birth, equally unexpected, is also a home birth. The spiritual journey begins in the midst of our ordinary life. We have no exotic locales to distract us. As we try to deal with change, we experience a range of feelings. One is a sense of dislocation, where the world we knew isn't there anymore, and the new world isn't quite recognizable. Sometimes that is accompanied by feelings of estrangement, loneliness, and discomfort, which we often try to ignore or push away. We struggle to deal with the life we now have and experience the brokenness, sometimes as fear, sometimes in depression. Still, we have somehow heard our invitation to a new life, mustered our courage, and, despite our trepidation, moved ahead. But our difficulties have continued unabated. The messengers of the king of fear, our ego, are still on the hunt. They dog our every step. However, in the midst of our disorientation, the Magi will pay us a visit, as they did Jesus. We don't know what form they will take, or what specific gifts of wisdom they will bring. The presence they offer may be small, a piece of the past resolved, or very large, an unshakable communication with inner spirit. But they are always precious and powerful. We will find these presents to be tools for our journey, holding the same prominence and solemnity of the ancient gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We need to watch for our magi, and when we receive their messages, be attentive, so that their wisdom can unfold for us as we, too, travel home by another way.